This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented by our new awesome YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You guys know the drill. You go ahead and you subscribe. I'll pick a new subscriber every week or any subscriber any week for that matter and give you a cameo style shout out. Speaking of YouTube, my man Emery Hunt is the YouTube star. We are all just honored to be in his presence at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Football Game Plan on YouTube with about a zillion subscribers, and he's earned them. And perhaps most importantly, the best, most efficient draft guide I've ever seen. Footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. The exact info you need on a lot more players than anybody else out there. I mean, I see Emory. Emory had a preview on Saturday of Central Arkansas and Austin P. Nobody else did. Nobody. I... Emery, how do you possibly know all these guys? You watch a lot of film, man. It's preparation, like, you know, as far as, you know, like going into a game, uh, you prepare. And it's, you know, it was lucky for me that we only had one game last week, which was great because I could focus my attention on on one, one game, two teams. And, you know, it was fun because it was allowing myself to get back into the groove of, of evaluating and, and prognosticating and, putting together a preview, and it ended up being a very good game, too. Yeah, it was just nice to see college football. I mean, it was just it, – it's just such a special, special sport. We love it. I'll be on the call Saturday of Middle Tennessee State at Army, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, CBS Sports Network. Really looking forward to that one. Set your DVRs. Asher O'Hara, the quarterback from Middle Tennessee State, had over a thousand yards rushing last year, so it'll be fun. a lot of running the ball from both those teams. A little old school, which I love. I should mention my name's Ross Tucker. I think most of you already know that, but at Ross Tucker NFL on all the different social media platforms, you can follow all of the different shows, including today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast with Chris Myers from Fox. It was really interesting discussing what. They're going to do with the artificial crowd noise, how that's going to be different for him as a play-by-play guy, the social justice statements that players will make, handle that. Encourage you to listen to today's Ross Tucker football podcast if you didn't already. But today is a big day, Emery. It is SEC day. And unlike the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, the SEC looks like they're full speed ahead. They start a little bit later in September, but one guy, good timing here, who announced over the weekend 
that he reportedly will not be playing SEC football this year is the first guy you're going to break down, and that's LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase. Yeah, it, it was a surprise that came out of left field. And keep in mind, earlier in the spring, we heard from his father saying, yeah, yeah, he's committed, he's going to play, he's going to play this thing out. But I guess after going through practice and seeing no Joe Burrow, no Joe Brady, it's like, you know what, man? I may want to check out here and, and start preparing for the NFL. And he's one of the more fluid receivers that you'll see. He's able to find himself open a lot. Uh, he tracks the football really well. He has tremendous hands. Um, he may not be the explosive dynamic talent or may check all of the physical metrics that people like to see, but he's a pretty doggone good football player. And that's more than what you need on Sunday to win. I, I'm a very... Uh, I'm very impressed with his game, and I love the fact that he – you could tell he played a lot of football growing up. You see him sacrifice for catches. He has a little nuance of uh, stacking the defensive back or shielding him to the sideline to allow himself to go get the football. He's just a, a very good all-around football player. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I said this on the Raw Sucker Football Podcast. I'll say it here as well. If you're the number one guy at your position, like he's ranked a lot of places, and a projected top five, top ten pick, there's really nowhere to go but down for some of these guys. I mean, there really isn't. And what I think is interesting, I wonder if this trend continues in the post-coronavirus era, right? So, like – now, because there's NFL players opting out, and you see college guys, Caleb Farley and Micah Parsons, college guys opting, and even guys whose schools are going to have a year, right? Like Virginia Tech in the ACC or Jamar Chase and LSU in the SEC. I wonder if after the coronavirus era, if we see top five, top ten guys who say, you know what, my last year of eligibility, I, I just it, it's the risk reward ratio is just not there for me. Yeah, and you wonder how much the uh, player advisory committee will play into this and give guys accurate grades on their projected status for the following draft class or the upcoming draft class because that could weigh heavily into the decision. And also if the coaches will be able to give those guys that information. We've seen coaches withhold all-star game invites. So imagine if they got the, the word from the player advisory committee that, hey, yeah, he's potentially going to be a top 15 pick. And you're a college coach. You're like, man, should I give this to him? When you should. But you're probably sitting there thinking, maybe I just should withhold it until a later date. But all of that is going to be a factor. But I do agree with you. I do think we'll see some guys, especially the guys like we're talking about, your your Chase, even your Trevor Lawrence, uh, Parsons, you know, those type of players that are known, Justin Fields, you, you think, you know what? I can sit this out because, like you said, it's only going to go down from here. Let's move on to a guy whose video I absolutely love, and that is Trey Smith from Tennessee. I mean, it just warms the heart watching him kill people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you watch his, his tape at Tennessee, and it's almost like you're looking at a Jason Peters playing at the collegiate level. It's like, man, this dude is just – he's just – older looking than, than everybody else. He, he's more physical. He's dominant. He looks like a pro already. I know there were talks of him coming out last year, 
uh, in the draft or the 2020 draft. So you look at him now and just, man, this dude is just outstanding. I know the medical is a big thing for him, um, and that's going to be key for him moving forward. But the talent is tremendous. And when you're able to just, you know, strictly vacate space from a defensive lineman, just moving guys out the way, putting them in the ground, it's just impressive to see. I'm always a big fan of interior linemen because I think that's where the run game happens. Uh, your guard center guard has to be strong, and he's one of the best, if not the best, in the country. So this next one's interesting, Emery, because I didn't even really know or think of this young man really as a pro prospect based on what I had seen from him, and that's Felipe Franks from Arkansas, the quarterback. Yeah, and he is one of the three quarterbacks I wanted to to add here, but he's the most intriguing because I thought he got better every year at Florida. Um, and it has started to come together for him last year before he got injured. And then we saw Kyle Trask take over and play well. And Trask is another guy you could talk about. You can even bring up Jamie Newman, but all of these sec quarterbacks that are now in new places are intriguing because when you look at height, weight, speed, Franks has that he has played in big games. I thought his best game of his career was against Michigan in the bowl game two years ago. And then he was starting to build on that last season when he when he started the year against Miami. But you want to see if he can go to Arkansas, new coaching staff, a ton of weapons, four-hour football game plan 400, which is our high school scouting uh, arm of the site. Um, Arkansas had one of the top five recruiting classes for us last year, and they had a ton of freshmen that we had real high grade zone. So he's going to Arkansas and has a ton of talent at receiver. He has Rakeem Boyd at running back. So we're going to see if if he has grown, um, if the, the, the trek he was making from that bowl game against Michigan to what we saw last year, if he's trekking in the right direction. So he has a chance to really make a name for himself this year at Arkansas and boost his status, uh, which is, it depends on who you talk to. There's two different schools of thought on Felipe Franks, but I think he's trekking in the right direction. That's why I added him to the list because Arkansas and playing there is going to be huge for him. And then what about Kellen Mond from Texas A&M? It seems like he's been at A&M for a decade. Um, he's played a lot of football at A&M, and he has also played in big games. And I'm I'm a big proponent of, of how guys do, especially at that position, in big games. And we saw him do a great job against LSU. We saw him compete well in bowl games. Uh, Mon has a legit laser of an arm, and he can make those in-breaking throws with ease. He also has some athleticism to both be an addition to the run game, but also escaping by time. You want to see his consistency flatline. But, you know, having been coached by Jimbo Fisher for the last two to three years should help progress him uh, more, more so than other quarterbacks uh, coming out in this draft. Let's get to uh, a couple of Alabama guys um, that, man, these guys, I think starting in eighth and ninth grade, you started to hear about these guys as prospects. That's the kind of freaks, physical freaks they absolutely were, including the linebacker Dylan Moses, who I think LSU and Alabama offered when he was like in eighth grade or something crazy. Yeah, he, he is a monster, man. He has that same type of cachet that, a Reuben Foster had when he was coming out of high school, his tape just looked different. And Moses is one of those guys that can play all three backer spots. Um, he's instinctive. He has that CJ Mosley like ability from an instinctual standpoint. 
And they missed him last year, man, with an injury. And, you know, he was a guy that probably could have came out last year had he been healthy. Um, even if he wasn't healthy, he still could have came out and entered the draft. So they're getting him back. He gets to prove that he is the best linebacker in the draft class. I'm excited to see him play, quite honestly. Yeah, I, so am I. I, I. I'm glad he's getting that opportunity uh, after the injury last year. He needs it. And, uh, you know, very physical kid. Looking forward to seeing him. It's interesting when you mention Reuben Foster like that. Um, what about Najee Harris? So I've known Najee since he was in the U.S. Army Bowl three or four years ago. And even back then, I mean, he was like 6'3", 225. And you, you don't see very many high school running backs that look like him. He might even been heavier than I mean, he was a, a physical phenom all the way back in high school. Exactly. And he played in California, I believe, uh, his high school ball and his high school tape. It was funny because it, you saw a lot of him playing in high school to where you and you, you knew he signed with Alabama. You, you, and you were thinking, man, he signed with Alabama or he committed to Alabama. It feels like for five years. When is he going to actually go to college and play ball? I felt like he was in high school for, for a decade and now he's in Alabama. Uh, for another decade, but you're right. He he always had that size, and you hear the name Steven Jackson thrown out there. I think that's a very good comparison, um, but you can also throw LeGarrette Blunt out there as well. When he was at Oregon, people forget how good of a tailback he was at Oregon. I think Harris has good all-around game. He runs well. He has very good vision, good pad level for a taller back. He catches the ball well. Uh, he's able to be active in pass pro and block well because he can fit up um, – pretty nicely with, with blitzing backers and he shows a knack for breaking tackles and for a big guy he doesn't take on too much contact so I like that about his game he has good all-around skills to be a starter at the NFL level so is there a knock on him I think he has tight hips so he's a little stiff so to speak you know he, he doesn't have that that explosive lateral burst or that explosive first step that that really threatens you um, he's a little tight hip and, and, you know, that can limit some athleticism. Um, so you, you may see him maybe have those soft tissue injuries, you know, pulling hamstrings or pulling a muscle or something like that, not to wish injury on him, but when you're tight hip and, you know, you may not be as athletic, you can see yourself having some nagging injuries as you move forward. So before we get to another running back, in the SEC, I want to make sure everyone is available, is aware of two absolute no-brainers from DraftKings this season. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? No. So that's the deal. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 101 points for all users. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. That is a no-brainer. Please take advantage of this. Not only that, for other people, that you can sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook and their free survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, no matter where you live, the free survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. So they got two absolute no-brainers this week. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now 
and use promo code Ross to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code Ross to get in on all of the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey Indian or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The other guy, Emery, the other running back I wanted to get your thoughts on in the SEC is Kylan Hill, the running back from Mississippi State. I've been, I'm a big fan of his game. I, you know, I watched him uh, a lot last year. Obviously, in their first game when they played my Raging Cajuns, he had a huge day uh, that day. And when you look at running the outside zone or just running, you know, inside or outside zone, I think he's a perfect back for that. He, you know, he sees the the, the, uh, the field really well. He has a good feel for the run game. Um, he knows when to press it outside. He knows when to cut it back backside. He knows how to plant his foot and accelerate downhill. Uh, he has a, a good wide array of skills. And I think now when you look at what else he's brought to the table for that football team as far as leadership is concerned, you know, how could you not want someone like that on your team. I do like his overall running ability. Um, I was surprised that he came back for his senior season. I thought he was going to enter the draft last year, uh, but it's good that he now gets to work on probably show, showcasing more so as a receiver uh, with uh, Mike Leach down there at in uh, Starksville. Yeah, that's a good point that he'll get a chance to show that part of it, and I'm sure that Mike Leach will find a way to get him in space, out in the open, what about the safety from LSU, Kerry Vincent? Man, listen, the safeties that we have on this list are impressive. And and Vincent is, uh, and they both are tremendous players that have good ball skills. But what I like about Vincent, and we spoke a little bit about, you know, his type on last week's episode, he's kind of like Buda Baker where he can play multiple positions in the secondary. You can match him up on receivers and, and trust that he can, you know, do the job on the outside. You can play him as an overhang defender. He's been active in the run game. He has great ball skills and terrific instincts. He doesn't miss opportunities to make plays on the ball and turn the ball over. And those are the type of players you want on the back end of your secondary, especially in today's NFL where it's about positionless defense. And he's the type of player that, that definitely doesn't have a position because of how he can blitz, how he can cover, how he can turn the ball over, and how he has good spatial awareness uh, for defensive defensive back. The other safety is another guy that I got a chance to see in the U.S. Army Bowl back in the day, and that's Richard LeCount from Georgia. Good free safety with good range. And um, and while he may not have explosive speed, his instincts allow him to be in position very often, and he doesn't, again, miss an opportunity to turn the ball over. I also like how he plays bigger than his size. He's listed at about 5'11", but I feel like he plays like he's 6'2", in a good way. Like he comes downhill with good leverage and really lays into uh, receivers or ball carriers. So he's a good run defender, good alley defender. Uh, he's able to play back deep and stay patient and not you know, get over-aggressive and take a bad angle or jump a route and then get beat deep. So he's able to stay patient, able to make those plays that you want to see on the back end and again, coming from Georgia, playing in that secondary, when you watched uh, Georgia defenders last year as you're preparing for the draft, you were like, man, this safety is really doggone good. 
and here we are talking about it. You know, the next guy's really doggone good, too, and he's tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. And he's interesting, Emory, because I called, I think, three years of his high school games when he was in the state championships for Archbishop Wood out of Philadelphia. And what's funny about them, Emory, they never throw the ball. He was a tight end DN, but they never, ever, ever throw the ball, like ever. So I knew he was a good athlete. I knew he looked the part. I knew he made some plays on defense. I knew he was a pretty good blocker, but I didn't really realize that he would be this athletic and and be this highly touted as a collegiate tight end coming from a school that, I mean, they never throw the ball. They just run people over. And you could tell a lot about a player about how he plays without the ball, right? And so for him to be out there blocking well, playing well on defense, you know, and, and showing the athletic traits that you want to see from a Division One prospect, that speaks a lot about his character as a football player. And now you add the fact that he's one of the better receivers at the position along with his ability to block in line and do the things that's necessary from the position. It makes, his, it makes him a complete threat at tight end. And when you watch him at Florida, he's a guy that understands how to run routes. Uh, he understands leverage. He's able to reach block really well. He does a, a lot of good things. And I think for me, he's probably someone that you can say is the clear-cut best tight end in college football. I know some people may view the guy at Miami. Some may view the guys you know, elsewhere. But I think for everything that you ask the tight end position to do, Pitts is one guy that you want definitely on, on your football team. Definitely better than Fryermuth from Penn State, in your opinion? Because of the athleticism. Fryermuth to me, is a... Is a He's a he's slower, uh, he's solid, but I think Pitts allows you to do a little bit more offensively. You know, while we're talking Kyle's from Florida, I do need to get your thoughts on on Kyle Trask, the quarterback from Florida. Another guy who kind of came out of nowhere to have a really good year. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. When you think about he had to replace Felipe Franks, who it, it depends on who you ask from, you know, Florida Gator fans, what they think about Franks. You know, it was it was either or. But when Trash came in, it kind of helped stabilize the offense. He brought some consistency uh, to the passing game, which allowed you to see Pitts and those other receivers start to have success, like Van Jefferson and, you know, uh, Hightower, not Hightower, um, Cleveland, Tyree Cleveland, all those guys that started to come about when Trash took over. So what he put on tape last year was a good foundation. So that's why you see a lot of people being excited about what he could potentially do this year. Now, granted, all those weapons are gone, and so they're going to have to replace those uh, weapons out there on the perimeter. Uh, but you like what you saw last year. He's a big-body guy. He's built a lot like Franks. Um, we're going to see if he can carry on 2019 into 2020 and, and what he can put out there on the field. Next week, Emory, we will dive a little bit into your specialty, which is some of the non-Power 5 conferences. Although, you crushed it on the Power Five conferences. Really looking forward to you showing all the value you have and and your breadth of knowledge when we dive into some of these Group of Five conferences, maybe even some of the FCS guys that unfortunately look like they're not going to get a chance to play this year. Can't highly recommend enough. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2021 Draft Guide. 
If you like Emery on this show, you will love that draft guide. Check him out on Twitter at FBall Game Plan and on YouTube, Football Game Plan. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. Tomorrow, we will have a breakdown preview of the 2020 NFL season on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And we're doing NFC season win totals with Steve Fezzik on the Even Money Podcast. So go ahead, make sure you listen to both of those. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Throw the code Ross on there so you get the deposit bonus. And then get ready to listen to my predictions and my win totals tomorrow. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.